You are listening to episode 39 of the Remind Yourself Podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself Podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs. Welcome back. Today, I have a special treat. I have a guest that I will be interviewing, and it's going to focus all on women physician wellness. As you know, I've been a big fan of physician wellness, and this week, in honor of my sister Gretchen's birthday, who we lost back in March, I wanted to bring on a special guest to talk about something spectacular that you can do for yourself. Think of it as a gift to you to think about this wonderful conference that my friend Dr. Erica Howe puts on for women physicians. Please enjoy. Hello, everyone. So glad you're here. Today, I have a most wonderful guest. She is dedicated to women physician wellness, which is what we're all about on this podcast. So settle in and get excited. Today, I have as a guest, Dr. Erica Howe. Erica, please introduce yourself. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. This is so great to be able to connect with you. Uh, So my name is Erica Howe. I am a hospitalist by training, and I also am the founder of the Women Physicians Wellness Conference, as you know, uh, which historically has been in Grand Cayman, and this year we're actually expanding it to Grand Cayman, Aruba, and Amelia Island. So exciting stuff. Uh, It's really a conference that's just about uh, women physicians connecting, obtaining CME, and really advancing, you know, their career development and their leadership, and then also kind of gaining some personal resilience and maybe uh, the strength and the confidence to do some pivoting if they need to. So there's a lot of great things about it, but that's just kind of the, the short spiel about me and about what I do. Oh my gosh. And people will uh, give information on how to find out how to sign up. But I just want to tell you that Eric and I met a couple years ago. It was right before the COVID uh, shut down. So I believe it was the end of February, early March of 2020. And I had looked online for a wellness conference and lo and behold, I found <laughs> Erica's wonderful conference for women. And it was in the Grand Caymans Did I mention that. And so I thought how amazing to go and learn more about physician wellness and meet some wonderful people. And by the way, you're on a beach. So it was pretty phenomenal. And I pretty much fell in love with this whole concept. And I just want to ask this question. How did you come up with such an amazing idea? Oh, you're so sweet. It was, yeah, it, uh, it's so funny because you're right. We did meet right before the pandemic, right before the lockdown started. We got that uh, WPW 20 in literally three weeks before the United States lockdown. So that was a little terrifying on my end, but uh, we made it and it was still a blast and, and nobody uh, got COVID in. So that was good. Yes. We all <laughs> made it back safely. We all made it back safely, but you know, it's funny cause uh, you know, I've talked a little bit about just kind of as so many other women physicians have experienced, I experienced burnout, had three 
uh, young toddlers in my house. I had three kids in five years. And wow. I know you have four. So yeah, I, I had four and six. So we're pretty much right on track. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Like you must have boundless energy. That's all I can interpret from that. <laughs> no, I just go to bed very early. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I was a full-time hospitalist physician, academic, and I was, I was burnt out and I was really, I had always thought that like, you know, you need to always ha- look the part, look like you have it all together. Mm. And I, I didn't, I didn't have any of it together, but I felt like I had to always portray that. And one night I was just especially kind of frustrated and feeling like I was a failure at my work and failure at home. And I was running late to go pick up the kids. And I felt like I hadn't spent enough time with my patients. And I think we can all relate to those feelings. Yes. And, 100%. Right. Like, and, and I walked, uh, I had a, a colleague walk by my office as I was kind of packing up to leave and they asked me how I was doing. And I said, great. And they said, Oh, that's nice. Okay, good. See you later. And they walked off. And, and I thought to myself, why did I say I was great? I wasn't, I'm not great. I'm the opposite of great. I feel so overwhelmed and I feel less than, and you know, all of these feelings of honestly shame and failure, um, even Mm. though from the outside, it looked like I had it all together. And I was really just sort of frustrated with myself in that moment. And I thought, I'm so tired of telling everyone I'm okay. I'm really not okay. And I swore to myself in that moment uh, that the next time I ran into somebody and they asked me how I was doing, I was actually going to tell them. And lo and behold, I I took um, the elevator ride down to um, what I actually at the time termed my hallway of shame, which was the hallway that would lead from my office to the bargain garage. And it was just a really nice two minutes to reflect on all the ways I had not done enough that night or that Mm. day. And what, you know, all the things that I was not going to be able to do with my kids and my family that night, charting, EMR, um, all the things. Yeah. And... I stepped out into my hallway of shame and there was another woman physician who I knew. And she, guess what? Asked me how I was doing. (laughs) Did not expect the answer I think that I gave her, but I really just kind of, I unloaded all the things and all my frustrations. And I don't know what I'm going to feed the kids for dinner. And I don't know, I'm late again to daycare and yada, yada, yada. How am I going to get all my charting done? So in that moment, she said really two powerful words to me. She said, me too. That completely changed my world. I suddenly realized that I was not the only person feeling this way, that everybody else who looked like they had it together, maybe didn't have it together either, but Mm -hmm. it felt so good to have a community of other women who were going through the same thing, you know? And that just, I mean, I was on a cloud walking to the car that night, just thinking that I'm not alone and that I'm not the only person struggling right now. But then the flip side of that was that there was kind of a second part that was really powerful for me in that she ended up texting me uh, a couple of things that worked for her, like uh, strategy wise for productivity and life hack and time management uh, later on that night. And that was equally powerful that she was suddenly sharing these strategies with me. So uh, over the coming days and weeks and months, I really started to look forward to that hallway of shame. And in fact, I started to call it my hallway of strategy because I would nice. like run into somebody uh, and start to talk to them about what was really going on in my life. And these other amazing women physicians would share with me either their own struggles or their strategies. And over time, 
I, I remember running into one friend and she said at the end of our walk down the hallway of strategy and in our conversation, she said, gosh, like, I just really wish we had more than two minutes a night to like sit here and talk because I feel like if we just, we could, you know, get rid of the clinical schedule and the crazy kids schedule and all that, and really just all sit down in a protected time and space, we could really like do some powerful work and like really help each other out. And so it's kind of funny. My uh, Achilles heel is I think everything's super easy to do and it's not. <laughs> that's pretty amazing though. I mean, that's a good attitude to start with. It's a good attitude to have until you're trying to do it. And so I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, we do need that. Well, okay. So what would that take? And I kind of broke it down. I thought, well, I've planned a wedding before and that was a big event. And so I could do that. I mean, it's basically like that again, if I did a conference. And I know how to get CME because I was teaching faculty development at the time and we'd already obtained CME for that. And I know a lot of other women that are just, they've got these really powerful stories and all that. So I know I could reach out to them and they could share their story. So I know I've got speakers. How hard could it be? <laughs> so, so glad that you just <laughs> dove right in. I just dove right in. And you know, in the coming year, I just, I made a vow to myself. I'm just going to tell, I'm going mean, to continue to be that transparent person and just tell everybody what I'm doing. And it feels crazy to do it. And certainly at this point in time, there really, there weren't a lot of other women conferences around and a lot of women networking conferences. So I just, I told every woman physician that I ran into that I'm doing it. And the response was really great. And that is how the Women Physicians Wellness Conference was born. Oh my gosh. And I'm so <laughs> glad it was born because you mentioned the feeling alone and that isolation and the like inadequacy that many of us feel, right? I always say like, I know I'm not the only one crying myself to sleep thinking I'm doing a bad job as a mom, as a doc, but unless you talk about it, then you really do feel like you're the only one. And, and I really did. And I think that was just, you know, the way that media portrays physicians and certainly the way feeling a bit less than as a woman physician, just because I was competing in a male dominated profession and wanting to always portray that I had it all together and that there was, I was not struggling. And when I really kind of set down that sword and was able to be more vulnerable with really everyone and men and women around me, it, that was when the door really opened to me. And, and I was able to kind of enter a new phase in my life where I was learning strategies. I was learning different ways to do things that worked. And I just felt like I had other people to lean on. So what, it wasn't even so much what other people would share with me as far as um, how to do things a little differently. It was just knowing that I wasn't alone anymore. And it took the shame away from it. Um, yeah, and made me that's... realize that, like, we're all human. We're all going through this together. You know, we should, we should be talking about it. We should be opening up to each other. And, and that really, that was the most powerful part to me, I think. And I would have to say, I think that's the most powerful part for all women, right? All women yeah. physicians to know that we're not alone in our struggles, to have that community. You've built such a beautiful community that people can support one another. And you have this wonderful conference where speakers come in and share the strategies. But I think just creating that community to know that, you know, we're not alone makes such a huge difference. Now, I know I've seen these awesome emails from you and you talk about why women only. I would love you to speak a little bit about that, because, of course, we know in medicine there's burnout. Um, right. As you are well aware, women are at higher risk for burnout. And I always have to mention that higher risk for suicide, yep. right? Having lost my sister this past spring, who was another physician, we know we're at very high risk. So tell me, what have you learned about this? And why do you think it is that we're at such a high risk for burnout and struggling? Well, I will tell you, I mean, all scientists, so we love data. 
regardless of what field you're in, actually, they've studied high income professional women and found that on average, they do eight and a half more hours of household duties, caring for the kids, making dinner, cleaning, et cetera, et cetera, than their partners or spouses. I think that's just, that's a super powerful number. I, and we're spending more time managing two different lives. One is our home life and the other is our professional life. I, I mean, that's almost an entire other day's worth of work that we're doing that someone else gets to then focus, you know, your, our partners or spouses gets to focus on themselves and maybe some me time or exercise or meditation or, you know, whatever it is that they do to recharge that we're not getting that same recharging from. So I think that is really concerning. And that's a conversation that I think is ongoing and needs to be happening in households where we say, hey, I need to offload some of this work uh, so that I have some time to recharge and to relax and rest a little bit so I can, I can be a better mom, a better physician, a better professional, all of that. Yeah. And I'd have to say that that's probably improved over the years, right? Versus, you know, 20 years ago, the amount of work that partners were doing. And yet it still seems to be not enough. Interestingly, since I coach women physicians, I often hear from them that they feel guilt that their partners will say, hey, why don't you take a break and go hop on the Peloton? And they feel really bad about that. So that's an interesting piece too. Yeah. I think there's a lot of mom guilt at the same time. And a lot of Certainly, I think media uh, traditionally has set up an expectation for us that we are supposed to be all things to all people. And we have not until recently seen represented that uh, women take uh, control of that rest period for themselves and their own recharging and relaxation and stepping away. I mean, I remember, uh, honestly, this was one of the hardest things for me. I have a wonderful husband and we had to have that same conversation. And and I said, you know, I, I hate the dishes and I hate the laundry and you guys take one of them. Like yeah, I we both hate them. So yeah. I, I can't do both. You can do one. You hate it equally as much as I do. Yeah. And he ended up, t- you know, taking over the dishes And yet at the same time, I still felt like I needed to be in the kitchen doing something while he was doing that. Interesting. It felt really, uh, there was a lot of guilt in me just sitting down on the couch and turning on the TV. And that was something that I actually had to, like, I literally could not do that. We have an open concept house and it was I actually had to go to the basement and just like physically remove get away, get away so that I really could not be tempted to like get up and like, you know, wipe off the dining room table and things like that. So there is, there's a lot of, I think, mom guilt around it. Um, and then just the expectation that we, you know, that has been built into our psyches that we're supposed to be all things all the time, never sit down, rest, relax. But I think that also that sets a really bad example for the other women that are coming up in the ranks below us, um, that are more junior to us. We want, we need to really start establishing that it's okay to take these breaks. It's okay to rest and recharge. And that that actually makes you in the long term, a better person, a better physician, you know, all those things. So yeah. I, I think that's it's, super crucial. I, I was going to say it's vital, right? Like we, oh. we're, we're driven, we're high achieving and we go, go, go. And yet that's not sustainable. Yeah. So we need yeah. to learn how to have that rest and recharge and play. Even I talk about during yes. the week to, yep. to help keep us strong and fit and well, and it's funny you say that because actually in WPW Clarity, which is our Aruba conference, and that one's more about kind of personal resilience and pivoting, we're actually talking about the power of play and how important that is, how important that moment of rest and relaxation is, the diastole uh, in our lives. Yes, is. I love and, saying that. I'm like, we yeah. need diastole. Because if, if it's systole all the time, we're in big systole. trouble. Yeah, then we're in a lot of trouble. 
you know, it's, it's really interesting because I remember one time uh, I was rounding and I, I had had a day off and the resident had said, Oh, Hey, Dr. How, how was your day off? And I said, Oh, it was great. You know, I, you know, I just, I caught up on some work and, you know, I, I answered some emails and blah, blah, blah. Did some laundry. Did some laundry. And then a couple days later, my resident had the day off. And when my resident came back, I asked her how her day off had been. And she said, oh, you know, I just caught up on discharge summaries and did some emails. And I was really like taken aback. And I was like, no, like you work so hard. You need to take like some time and really step back and like, I don't go take a nap and go to a movie. And, you know, I was really kind of surprised. And I guess surprise is probably the wrong word, but I was, I suddenly realized I had done the exact same thing that she had. I had told her about all the ways in which I'd continued to work even on my day yeah. off. And that's easier sometimes to see it in other people. Then you had the aha, like, oh my goodness, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. And it was, I was setting a really bad example for her and teaching her that like, even when you're off, you're not supposed to be off. And I thought, oh my gosh, like she needs this rest. I mean, we know that those residents work so hard. Like she needs that rest even more than I do, you know, and how, why am I not setting a better example for her and for every other physician that comes behind me? So I, I think it's just kind of recognizing and looking around and what is the culture of medicine that we're establishing? But you asked me a really interesting question about why women only. Yes. Yes. Um, I know you have more things up your sleeve. Yeah. It's so good. It's so important. <laughs> it, you know, it is, it was, it, it was really interesting because I had been speaking for many years on conflict management and negotiation before I started the conference. And so I'd kind of been speaking nationally and going to lots of conferences and Many times I was invited to speak to women only, but then there were other times where I spoke to a co-ed um, conference. And when I did that, I really noticed that the dynamic changed in the room and I did not hear as much from women in those conversations when I would open things up for discussion. I would really often only hear from the men or the questions that were presented to me by women, I could tell were being tempered. You know, they were kind of, mm. there was something that it was being held back uh, in that questioning. And then I would get approached later on privately, you know, you know at the end of the uh, session, you know, okay, so here's my real question, right? Here's what yeah. I really wanted to ask, but I didn't want to stand up in front of everyone and say that. So I knew when I started the Women Physicians Wellness Conference that it really had to be women only. And that's not to negate um, the he for she movement or the fact that there are many, many men who are mentors and sponsors um, and just, uh, you know, uh, encouraging colleagues, of course, for us. but the dynamic really does change when you have a conversation and when men are removed from the room versus when they're present. And I really wanted it to be a safe space and time for us to come together and share some of those things that we wouldn't necessarily share in another type of group. So that's, that's why women only, and it will continue to be women only. Although I have had many men reach out and ask me. Of course, they've heard how good it is. (laughs) They can come with You're absolutely right. That's, it really speaks to how important it is. Um, And it's, you know, my passion is really focusing on women. And I know that there'll be someone great who comes along in the future and creates something for men. But for me, it's, it's really got to always be women physicians. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Again, we're not, we, we love the men, but you know, we women have particular struggles. And one thing I know that you've talked about as well is that women, there's a bigger exodus from medicine. And so number one, we need to learn to like take care of ourselves. Number two, be mentors for the people coming, you know, the younger women coming behind us. And number three, like we need to keep women in medicine. Why is that so important? 
Oh my gosh. Well, so there are so many studies actually, and I try to quote this every year when we do WPW, there are a number of studies that really show that women actually take better care of their patients. And that's, again, not to negate all the wonderful care that men provide as well, but right. we have lower 30-day mortality rates after surgery. We have lower admission rates to the hospital if your primary care is a woman, lower readmission rates after a hospitalization. Um, we have better patient-centered communication. I can go on and on. Lots of data that supports that women provide really excellent medical care. And that's something that we need to be really appreciating in ourselves and recognizing even on those days where we feel like we're less than like, boy, I haven't done as great a job as maybe I wanted to do today, that you're still providing some really outstanding care for your patients. And you're, you're going the extra mile, even when you don't realize it. And it's important for those patients, for them to be able to access excellent medical care uh, that's preventative and treated. It also speaks to how much you know, we need to be setting that example for the women coming behind us that are rising up the ranks as well. And we're setting that excellent medical care example. We want to make sure that we're doing it for, for other women as well uh, and encouraging them to do the same thing along the way. So, I mean, it really speaks to, and it also speaks to the fact that I like to see someone that looks like me when I go to the clinic and the hospital yeah. and that makes me feel safer. That makes me, uh, studies have shown that we um, we're more transparent. We're more honest with our provider when our, or our physician, when we, when we see someone who looks like us, we're more likely to be adherent to medications and to treatment plans when we're looking at someone that looks like us and that, that crosses many different boundaries. And so it's not just women, it's people of color, it's, uh, it's men included. We just like to see someone who looks like us mirrored back to us and we trust them more. So it's important for us since we are, I believe at this point, 52% of the population that we have other women that are caring for us, not just for that excellent medical care, but also so that we can have that trust and that shared experience with them as we move through our own treatments. So awesome. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I have a question for you now about who should consider attending. I mean, really, everybody should. But do you, <laughs> do you have to be burnt out to attend or would no. other people benefit? Yeah, so that's an interesting question, too. You don't have to be burnt out. And I, certainly we welcome people who are burnt out because some of the focus is on that. I will say that now that we have expanded from Grand Cayman alone into Grand Cayman, Aruba, and Amelia Island, we actually have conferences that are focused on different things. So Grand Cayman is more for the person who's not as burnt out, who simply wants some career guidance, wants some career development, some leadership development, and kind of taking their, their profession to the next level. Uh, now, if there are people who are burnt out, they're cer certainly still welcome to attend Grand Cayman uh, because we always have some focus on that. Aruba is more focused on those people who really are feeling burnt out. How do I gain some personal resilience? How do I maybe pivot in my career so that I decrease my burnout? Uh, so I'm really improving a little bit more of that, uh, what we say, work-life balance, which I argue is, is there's no such thing. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's a teeter-totter, but like how can we have it be yeah, less extreme is what I like to talk about. <laughs> like, could we just get the wiggle woggling just a little closer yeah. together? It's never in balance. I mean, if it is, that is a unicorn day for sure. Yeah. So, and then Amelia Island is for people who can't travel outside the continental U.S. for their CME. And so we take some of the speakers from each of the other two conferences and bring them to Amelia Island. So you can get a little bit of both. If, or if you can't decide, Amelia Island is also yeah. a great um, opportunity. 
But sounds yeah. awesome. Sounds like people should sign up for all three. I think so. Yes. <laughs> and if you get a benefit, you get a private dinner with the speakers if you come to more than one in a year. And so wow. that's kind of a fun chance to connect uh, more privately and personally with uh, the speakers that are at each of the conferences. That so, is uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, each of them kind of provides a different um, set of resources, but at the same time, I think they're all focused on uh, burnout and wellness along the way and how we can move to those next steps personally and professionally. So, it, and of course I will say though, it is only for women physicians. So it is not for every provider. It's only for physicians, MD or DO, and, and you have to be a woman. Well, I think it's absolutely amazing. And I just want to put in a little plug that when I went to Grand Cayman in 2020, before before the COVID pandemic shut everything down, it was absolutely (laughs) phenomenal. Walking into a room full of women physicians was something I've never experienced before. And it just made my heart grow and hearing speakers and talking to people at my table, you do these little breakout sessions and you speak with other people and collaborate with women from all over the nation. It was just outstanding. And I just have to say that you are an amazing planner, right? Like the snacks that you get mid morning are not the typical, you know, bowl of pretzels and apples. It's quite phenomenal. It's pretty much five star the entire time. Erica spoils us all tremendously, which I just have to say as a woman, feels amazing because we don't often take care of ourselves that way. So thank you. Thank you for taking such beautiful care of us and pampering us while we're at a CME conference. Oh, thank you so much that, you know, you hit the nail on the head right there. That's exactly what I'm going for. One of the things that I really wanted the focus of the conference to be certainly CME and we have data-driven talks and presentations and women sharing these very powerful stories as women physician leaders. But I also really, really, really wanted to make sure that every woman that came felt pampered from the moment she arrived until the moment that she left. We, and that, it's, it's funny because that's actually, I, t- I tell all of the assistants that I have that come to help me with the conference, you don't understand. You don't know what these women have been through. They have been through so much. They are tired, overwhelmed, overworked. I want every moment of their stay here to feel like they're being looked after and cared for by someone else and that they don't have to think about all the things that stress them out this week. So I admit, it just, I cannot tell you how much it warms my heart to hear you say that. Because- oh my gosh. No, you're literally women. You sign up, you are pampered. You check in, you're pampered. There's a beautiful welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Ceremony. That's exactly- and it's just phenomenal. And what's really cool. I love that you make us take time to rest and relax because you guys, the conference runs from like nine to noon. And then yeah. what do you do in the afternoon? Oh, guess you're going to have to go to the beach or go for a walk or something like that. It's phenomenal. Go to the spa. Go to the spa and we get discounts on all on the spa treatments for everybody that attends as well. I mean, I really wanted to make sure that, you know, I've been to those leadership conferences that are amazing. They're incredible, but they're 14 hours a day. Oh my goodness. No way. Your head is just sort of spinning at the end of the day. And you're thinking, I've learned so much. This is really great. And at the same time, I haven't had a chance to figure out how I'm going to apply any of this. And then you get done with your three or four days there and you get back on the plane and you got a clinical shift the next day. And you're like, I, I, I just, I, don't I need even, a vacation. I, I need a vacation for my vacation. You know, and yeah. it just, it becomes a bit overwhelming. And then you never have a chance to actually put into practice the things that you've learned. And I will tell you one of the things that we really encourage and you know, is okay. You've just learned how to say no gracefully in an email. Now that you're, now that you learned how to do that and we're getting, you know, out of here at noon, I want you to go write that email. I want you to go say no gracefully and, you know, step away from that committee meeting that you really hate going to go do that. And that's, 
one of the goals in having that afternoon off is to rest, recharge, relax, and also to apply some of those important concepts that you're learning or those strategies and, and really put them into practice before you get back to all the craziness in your life, you know? Yes. And I'm sure you saw it as well, but spending a lot of time under umbrella on the beach or the pool, um, doing some reading, oftentimes my book would get set down because I'd be chatting with other women that I had met about different strategies that we wanted to bring back. So it is just so well thought out. And oh, I'm so you. glad that you created this. Can I give a little plug to you too? You are also speaking at WPW 2022. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about I'm that? I'm very excited. Yes, I will be speaking about the mom guilt and just women guilt and how yes. as society, you know, we've got these societal pressures that often have us say no when we don't want to, number one. But then number two, we even when we do say yes to ourselves, often we feel guilty and it's just a very heavy blanket. So I will be talking about how to shed that mom guilt so we can take care of ourselves and feel good about it. So we can better, not only just feel good in ourselves, but also to better care for our family and our patients. Yeah. I think that is so important. Just really focusing on where does this guilt come from and how do we get rid of it? How do we set that down, set that aside so we can, we can feel okay recharging. We can feel okay yes. putting some time into ourselves and, and, and that's what the conference is supposed to be as well, is time that's really dedicated to each of us. And certainly I want that to be in the pampering way and then also strategies. But the connection with other women, you brought up a great point. We, um, I think we learn so much, certainly from the speakers, but also from just meeting other women who have been there, have been through it too. And this is, this is what I've done to get through it. Or this is another way to think of things that maybe you haven't thought of, you know, just somebody looking into your life for a minute and really being able to relate to you and having gone through those same struggles and then being able to kind of give suggestions along the way. I, I think that beach time is some of the most important time that we have to, to spend together because yeah. We don't have the kids. We don't have, you know, the clinical work in that moment. And we can really just sit down and share with each other and, and kind of compare notes. Yes. And it, it just feels so good to not be alone and to be in a whole room full of people who are wanting to keep going in medicine and support one another. It's just absolutely fantastic. Oh my oh, gosh. So yeah. what else should people know? What, what didn't I ask that you want to make sure that we talk about so people understand why they should really consider signing up for this or just something different you want to talk about? Gosh, I, I mean, I think we covered it all. It's uh, each of the CME conferences is three days long. Uh, as Michelle mentioned, it is mornings only. So the afternoons are free to rest and relax and to reflect. We have a welcome reception. We have amazing uh, women physician speakers. It's, it's nearly all women physicians. The only time I bring in non-physicians is when they can't speak on um, it's something that's outside of their realm, like a lawyer. So we had a lawyer yeah. speak last year for contract negotiations. So we try to make sure that every Everyone who is speaking is really someone who can relate to medicine and understand it and, and share some, some incredible strategies. Aruba, Amelia Island, uh, all three. So you get your pick depending on the time of year you want to come and, and where you want to go. I think there's no, I, I love Cleveland, but we're not ever going to do it in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason that we can't do CME in a nice tropical location. So why not? Again, it's part of that pampering, right? Like I had yep. never been yep. to the Grand Caymans, but I thought, heck yes, I'm going to go. That sounds amazing. Not yep. Not only is it like an amazing beach area, but I'm going to be learning lots and meeting lots of neat women. So where should people go to find out more? 
Absolutely. And sign up, please sign up, yes, you guys. And sign up. Please do, please do. So uh, womenphysicianswellness.com. Uh, it's just the name of the conference. You type it in and it'll bring you to our landing page. And from there, you can actually choose which of the three conferences you want to look more into, uh, Grand Cayman Aruba or Amelia Island. It'll guide you from there and you can register. Uh, we also have a closed uh, women physicians only Facebook group that is just a nice place between conferences to connect and to kind of say, this is what I'm struggling with right now, or these are my wins. These are my successes, you know, and to be able to share that in a private way um, that maybe not everybody would understand. So it's women physicians only, but the name of the Facebook group is women physicians wellness group. Again, I'm sticking to the same name. <laughs> yes. No, please. Thank you. Thank you for keeping it simple. I really yep, yep, love that. Keep it simple for everybody. And then we also, we're also on Instagram as well. So WPW conference there. Awesome. Well, I will definitely put a link in the show notes so they can go to the site. Just one last thing. When are these conferences coming up so people can like put it on their calendar and get their dates off from work? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we have Grand Cayman coming up first. That is February 25th through the 27th, 2022. Uh, For Aruba, we have May 5th through the 7th, uh, 2022. And then Amelia Island, because that's actually in Florida stateside, we know stateside doesn't warm up until more summertime uh, season. So that one is August 5th through the 7th, uh, 2022. And I will say too, you know, many people make it a girl's trip. Many people come alone and then some people do bring families and kids. So all of those are welcome. And we try, I've tried to choose hotels that are family friendly because I know we got some single moms out there and they, they need to get their kid time in as well and their family time in as well. So you get to decide what this experience is for you. Oh my gosh. It is absolutely amazing. I invite all my listeners to go to the website, figure out which one you want to go to. If you want to go to more than one, absolutely fantastic. And like grab some friends. I, it was so fun to meet whole groups of people that were coming. And two, if you go by yourself, definitely I will come and chat with you because it's just so fun to meet wonderful people. And we try, you know, we try to also have group, you know, like group activities so that if you're traveling alone, you have the benefit of us creating some things for you where you can, you can go out to dinner with some other women who are traveling alone as well. And Grand Cayman is rated the safest Caribbean Island, which I mean, I don't, they're also the friendliest, which is there like a non-friendly Caribbean Island? I don't know, but. Oh my goodness. Definitely. You should sign up for the Grand Cayman and you get to swim with the stingrays. I forgot to mention that. That was amazing. And I made (laughs) new friends that I didn't know before I went. And it's just absolutely phenomenal. And I just want to say thank you again, Erica, for putting in so much work on creating such a beautiful, well-run conference for women physicians. Michelle, thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate the time that we were able to spend today. It's so great. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. Next time we'll do it on a beach. Yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.